episode 26. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller, and today we're traveling to Boston, Massachusetts, to visit with April Forrest, a really amazing singer-songwriter. Uh, what a voice this young lady has, and it's such a pleasure to have her on the show today. So strap up your seatbelts, and let's go for a ride. Hi there. So... So I guess the first question I have to ask you, April, is when is the new phone arriving? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of, uh, they didn't give me a straight answer. Um, uh, I think the guy that I was talking to didn't seem to really know what he was talking about. He just used all these big technical terms for things. And when I asked him what it meant, he didn't really know how to explain it. So I guess by next week sometime, it could be Monday, it could be the following week. The, the answer was basically like, well, you know, it could be a week, two weeks. It could be on Monday, best case scenario, Tuesday. It could be that. I'm like, so you have no idea. <laughs> so poor April, I have to just share with everybody, her phone um, magically fell in the toilet. So there went all the means of communication. So I guess you're using smoke signals and and <laughs> carrier pigeons and whatever you can do. So um it's delighted to have you on the show today. April Forrest is my guest. And listen, let me start with, um, did you grow up in Boston? I did not. I actually grew up in Connecticut, which isn't too far. Um, right. But I've lived in Boston for the past 11 years. So. Such a great city. Just love that town. It really is. Yeah, it's it's an incredibly historical place. And there's so much diversity here. And, and that's one of the things I love about it so much. And also compared to some of the other bigger cities in, in the States, it's pretty clean. So It's pretty clean, and you can walk to anywhere, which is really what I love about it so much, you know, and um, including all the wonderful historical diversity that you mentioned. So tell me about um, you growing up. Did you, like, how did you connect with music originally? Did you grow up in a musical family? Uh, not really. Uh, my grandmother was a pianist, but... Uh, not, not particularly. I was a dancer. That's how this all started for me. I was dancing in my crib, you know, when I was little. So my parents signed me up for dance class, and that was my love um, my whole life. And I was actually really, really good at it. I excelled at dancing. Did you to- um, Did you write it yet? The new song, Dancing in the Crib? Because that's a great, <laughs> a great title. Dancing in the Crib. Go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like just you couldn't get me to sit still and and um and so I went to a performing arts high school and I was a dance major um so I did a lot of ballet and I used to go to New York all the time and take hip hop and I just remember specifically in 4th grade um I don't know if you remember the singer Selena Oh yeah sure Well in 4th grade I wrote a paper about you know what I wanted to be when I grew up and I I said I wanted to be the first female president that was how I thought I was going to change the world. And then I remember Selena getting killed. And I remember how the, like it affected the girls, all the like girls in my class that were very big fans of hers were so sad and so upset. And I remember thinking like, wow, what an impact this woman had. And that was the moment I decided that I wanted to be a singer and pursue that kind of career because I thought, wow, you know, you can communicate with people through music and I already use it, to, you know, to dance. And that's how I move through life is, is through music. And so 
why don't I also learn how to sing? And that would be so incredible if I could affect people um, so broadly and, and create such a like, powerful effect on people the way that someone like she did. You know, unfortunately, she died very young. But yeah. um, that's yeah. kind of what changed my life, that moment of being like, whoa, like, screw being the president. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's not as much fun being president as what you do now. So, hey, tell me, did you start um, playing an instrument? Like, did you... Uh, like, how did you start putting your music together? Okay, this is kind of dorky, but... <laughs> That's all right. It's a kazoo is a good instrument. I like the kazoo. <laughs> I played the didgeridoo. Uh, yeah. No, I, um, I took up playing flute, surprisingly, which has nothing to do with the, with pop music that I, you know, do, really. I mean, it, right. it, it does, but not really. Um, but no, I took up flute. My aunt gave me a flute that had been in our family for like 30 years, and I got it fixed up. I became like drum major in band. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I, I kind of started there and it gave me an understanding of how music works. And then I, I started to teach myself how to play piano. Um, so, you know, it's kind of been a long process. Most of the time when I write, my process for writing music isn't the typical like singer songwriter process. I kind of I'll have ideas or lyrical flows that come to my mind. I work with producers, um, so I'll tell them musically what I really am looking for, and I'll sit with them in the session, and they'll kind of, you know, make a beat or something. Like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that instrument. Take that out. I don't. I don't like that hi hat. We need a different thing. We need a bigger bass. You know, I right. want to blah blah blah. And then, um, and I listen to that, and I just vibe because as a dancer, you the music is what moves you. The the beats, you know, um, and so that's kind of when I write songs. It's just naturally how it happens for me. I listen to the song and I just hear something, you know, and then I write. Um, and, and sometimes I'll write the lyrics first, but eh, usually I, I just listen to the beat and then I'll write the lyrics and the melody after that. And then we'll kind of beef it up. Well, that's cool. You're like a sampler. So you just, you know, it, which is which is a really good process. I, I'm a little bit like that myself in that I always know what I don't like. And it's yeah. a, it's a you're narrowing down process. Hey, um, with your permission, I want to play just a little taste of electric love. Is there if I play a little of this for let people hear this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, this is Electric Love by April Forrest on SoundCloud. Check this out now. That's awesome. Awesome. Electric love. I love that. That was really, really great. Let me just uh, stop this. Uh, let some kind of horrible um, something else. That, I won't even say the title. of This is a SoundCloud thing, so they stack up other songs. It wasn't your music, trust me. Hey, um, so tell me, like, uh, I want to ask you about, is it Jada? Jada? Jada. Jada. So tell us about that. I mean, I was not um, familiar with the band, but you spent... Um, I believe it was like six or seven years in that band. Yeah, just over eight years. Eight years. Um, okay, can you tell us about that? What was that experience? 
Yeah, it was a big chunk of my life. Um, I moved to Boston um, when I was a teenager, and I moved here by myself from Connecticut um, because basically Jada was a Boston-based girl group. Um, There's a company here in Boston called Bristol Recording Studios, and they put together the group, and... um, you know, they had some members in the group. One of them they had a falling out with, and so they were auditioning, and they asked me to audition. I got in the group. Um, you know, I was, at this point, um, I had really just started studying voice, uh, like pop voice lessons. I had taken a lot of classical and stuff like that. Right. So I was kind of a little bit far behind the other girls, but as a performer and as a dancer, I was very, very experienced. And so I kind of brought that to the table where they needed a little bit of, work on you know their dance moves and stuff and then I needed a little work vocally um and there were four of us basically it was like a pop R&B girl group we all sang lead um we were together for eight years we got signed to Universal Motown uh in 2006 which was pretty cool um and so we were on that label for a few years and you know we toured we had some songs on the radio um we worked with amazing top-notch industry professionals like Red One, who does a lot of Lady Gaga stuff, and um, Ray Kay directed our music video, and we performed at Madison Square Garden. You know, we we did a lot of amazing, amazing things and accomplished a lot. And then um, just a few years ago, we kind of decided to go our separate ways, and now we're all kind of each doing our own thing. Um, and so one of the girls is in, like, a country band. <laughs> right. It's a like, stretch, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she always wanted to do country music, so... That's totally good. Good sense. for her. But you guys <laughs> yeah. were, you guys were like, steeped in pop. That was your thing, right? The music it's, was pop, for right. sure. Our vocal... Like, we modeled ourselves after, uh, like, En Vogue and Boys to Men. And so right. lots of lush harmonies, lots of big vocals, and there wasn't a lead singer, which is why I think we lasted so long. There was no animosity. We loved each other. We were sisters. Um, right. And everyone had their moment, you know, when it was your turn to sing, like, I'm going to back off. You get it, girl. And when it's my turn, I'm going to rock it. And we just all really supported each other, which was great. And, you know, the music industry can be a very interesting animal. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard I, that. <laughs> yeah. And especially, I think, in the pop world, um, for a bunch of girls, you know, like four girls going through it, there's a lot of it's it's interesting. Um, people want to put you in a box. They want to sexualize you. They want to pit you against each other. They want you to do things their way. And I think going through that with the three of them, um, I learned so much. And I think it helped to have other people there with me. Because had I been a solo artist that whole time, I think it would have. I think I would have gone crazy. <laughs> right. So so all things happen in in the correct time. You weren't ready for that world yet, and. You know, you were creating a foundation of, um, like, who you are as a person and an artist. Yeah, I think, like, you know, I think I just needed to learn it uh, with with other people there. I think we all did. Um, I can see right. why Brittany would, you know, shave her head. It can drive you crazy. Yeah. Um, and I think, and we were all very sane. We had a really sane team. We kept our circle really tight. And a lot of people say, you know, when you're moving through this, the, you know, the entertainment industry, keep your circle tight and keep the, you know, keep, keep your cards close to your chest. Right. Um, right. And so we definitely learned a lot. And I, 
I, uh, I think now when I'm doing my own music and I'm moving forward, I know the kind of people I want on my team. I know the kind of uh, people I want to work with and the kind of people I don't want to work with. And so it really made me really smart. Are you, and, um, are you working with a specific producer now, April, or are you working with um, a couple of different ones? Or like what's your recording process right now? Right now okay. I am working with a specific producer. Um, it's a company um, out of Lowell, Massachusetts called Surefire Creative Studios. Uh-huh. And I work with a guy named Jared over there. Um, usually, I, I i mean, I have a lot of friends who are producers. I've worked with a lot of amazing, amazing, talented people. When I started working with Jared, it was just instant chemistry musically. We just had a connection. He understood what I wanted. Um, I understand his... Uh, musical creativity as well and respect and appreciate it because he's so talented and we just there's just a really beautiful product and actually um my song my my first single that i've done since the group called believe is on itunes and he's featured on it singing actually which was a total accident it was like not it was supposed to be just me on the track and then it just kind of it just grew happened yeah he sang a reference for an idea for something and I just went, oh, my God, you sound amazing. You know you just signed yourself up to sing on the track. And he's like, I'm not a singer. I'm like, oh. Right. (laughs) Hey, so uh, what we're going to do right now is let's play a little bit of Believe. This is April Forrest. Check this out. SoundCloud. I woke up today. it believe beautiful beautiful i love the harmonies i love your voice and that has kind of just this resonance that gets into your soul i was listening to that earlier today i was actually saving that for the end of the interview but since you brought up jared i thought it was appropriate (laughs) now's the time man drop it in there good old soundcloud right I totally music bombed you. <laughs> hey, tell Thank me you. about um, tell me about dance and modeling because you did modeling as well, and um, you know, I've been trying to get models to come on this show because this is all about entertainment. This show, and I, they all say, yeah, I'd love to, and then psh, they're gone. They're, it's <laughs> like what models. what happened? What happened to this girl? She was all like, so we'll save that for another time. But tell me about um. Tell me about the modeling and the dance. You spent a lot of time with dance, and did they go hand in hand, or were they two separate 
careers that just did like one was born out of another or how did that happen for you? Um, I think the modeling thing was definitely born out of the dancing. Um, right. When you're, when you're in that circle, um, it's just a lot of these things. They just, it's crazy how they happen. When I look back at it, I'm like, I can't really pinpoint an exact moment, but I was in a circle. I used to compete, um, a lot as a dancer and I just, I would meet people and through that people would ask me, you know, Oh, you know, do you model? Do you do this? Just because when you're a dancer and you're, you're actually dancing every day, I mean, you're in shape, you know? So, um, so I did some, I did some modeling. I did some print work. I did a little bit of, you know, like teenage runway, but I'm only five, five. So you can't really move too far in that area because you have to be like five, 10 to be a runway model. And, and I, I never really had the desire to do that. I just loved, um, I love fashion. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's um, perfect. So I, yeah, I competed a little bit. Um, you needed an excuse to go shopping. Right? Exactly. Thank you. That, yes, that's exactly it. You know, my mom just didn't get, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was really fun. And then, and also through when I was in the girl group too, as I got, um, you know, not just as a kid, but as I got a little bit older, uh, my early twenties and stuff, I, I did a ton of it. Um, we, I did some magazine prints and such for hair salons and we had makeup sponsorships. So we would do photo shoots for that. I mean, it was really fun. Um, being modeling is a very interesting experience. It can either be amazing and you feel great, or if you work with the wrong people, they can just make you feel like you're the ugliest person on the planet, no matter what face you make. Right, and it's hard work too, right? <laughs> a lot of people think it's just so it's so easy. It's a lot of hard work, right? It's so it's so not easy because you know what feels like something doesn't necessarily look like something. So if they say, you know, give me this attitude, right. It doesn't always look like what it feels like. You might think that you're giving a fierce attitude, but really you look constipated. So <laughs> you, have to, you have to sit in the mirror. You really do. It's to sit in the mirror and see how does my face look? You know, should I have my lips all the way closed? Should I open a little bit? Should I smile? What angles? I mean, you can either really introvert or you can just go like, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm, I look good. <laughs> you have to right. just, it's all a mindset. Um, it, it's very interesting having people poking and prodding and, you know, I did this photo shoot one time and I, I cried so hard because, um, it was with the group and the, the photographer, um, just at one point was like, okay, now everyone take your tops off. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I was very, very shy. I mean, I, if you meet me, you would never think that, um, but well, we, because it, it you're uh, you're an introvert, but you're extroverted as a performer, right? Very, and I, even socially, I'm I'm much more extroverted now than I used to be. But right. you know, we did a sort of there was a cover that we did, um, and it wasn't before I go forward with this. The, the we weren't exposing ourselves in the in the picture. We were all covering up. It was actually very tasteful, right. but I didn't know what was going to happen. And so then they're like, we're on set with like 30 people. And they're like, all right, now everyone take off your tops. We're going to do this. And I'm like, I, I pulled my stylist to the side and I was like crying. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I feel so, so violated. <laughs> so you weren't ready? Like nobody prepared you for this? Nobody said, hey, by the way, they want you oh, to no. be like, a, it's, a, it's a nude scene. You know? Oh, no. No, it was just take off your tops, guys. And in that world, I learned very quickly. I mean, this was a long time ago. That's just, it does no one cares. It's just like, yeah, their body is cool. Like, you know, who cares? You know, your boobs, whatever. Right. And so, but for me, I was young. You know, I was maybe, maybe 20. And I just was like, what? Oh, my God. Uh, no. Yeah. And I, I cried. I literally cried. <laughs> right. 
So I got over it quick though. <laughs> yeah, in some way, did did the, all this like this must have like prepared you and helped you as a performer though. I mean, the the modeling, the dancing, because you're you know playing live and the kind of music you're obviously a very visual artist. Yes, for sure. Yeah, so that helped in in that area. Absolutely, um, you know the dancing specifically because. Dancers have a certain poise about them, a certain way that they carry themselves, and having that be my base from for everything. Um, when I walk on stage, I don't just walk on stage. You know, I like walk right. on stage. You know, when I lift my arm, I'm not just lifting my arm. I'm I'm presenting something. You know, it's like every movement that I do, it's like a, a dance move to me, and so um, that helps a lot. The the one thing I will say that I I'm totally not great at is. If you were to take photos of me performing live, it's like so hard to get a good photo where I don't look like I'm like swallowing a frog or something. <laughs> it's just like so the swallowing the frog. What does that mean? Like what? What do you mean by you that? You know when you make that like when you when you're kind of like uh, I'm trying to think of. Uh, so you're posing without knowing it. No, like, this or, is the thing though. Like I I pose really well, but if I'm not posing, I I take the most awkward photos. <laughs> oh okay okay. So you're so you're in relax mode. You're being you're being April. Uh, yeah, cool. I mean, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> it's, there's nothing wrong with being you. Hey, let me ask you this. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, uh, the writing process. We touched on this earlier. Now, as a writer, and I'm so, um, by the way, I was just, I didn't know that you write all your own material. So cool. That's really, really awesome. Um, do you write often, daily? How does, how does your process work for writing? Um, it's kind of... It ebbs and flows. There are days, there are weeks, um, you know, last two weeks, I was just in this creative mode. Um, and a lot of times it depends on what's happening in my life. Um, so, you know, the, the last two weeks, I, I just, every single day, I was down in the basement with my, you know, sound, with my PA, with my keyboard, just like writing lyrics, listening to other music and singing cover songs, um, sitting at the piano and just like coming up with new material. And it was so like, I just felt so creative. And then, you know, that, you know, other weeks I'll go two, three weeks without writing anything. Um, but there's always things happening in my head all the time. And so I will write those things down, but I won't necessarily write an entire song every day. Um, so, you know, it just, yeah, it depends on what's happening you know, what I'm, what I'm up to, if I'm performing a lot, um, I won't necessarily have a lot of time to write. Um, but it's, so, it's all circumstantial. <laughs> right, right. I want to play another little cut here. This is Forever by April Forrest. Oh yeah. Get my dancing shoes on. Yeah, I want to get out to the club tonight. I mean, that that's hot. I like that. I like that so much. Hey, can you tell me about the the scene, the music scene in Boston? What's it like these days? It's really cool, actually. Um, Boston has a lot of unique 
musicians. Um, there's a lot of schools here, a lot of music schools. Um, you've got Berkeley and there's like so many talented people there. Um, so in Boston, it's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of rock music. There's, um, you know, a lot of house and dance music. Um, there's a lot of indie stuff. There's not a strong pop scene here, um, which is something that's always been a little bit of a struggle. Right. Um, but you know, you, you figure it out, but there's always somewhere where there's music. There's just always something going on. Um, uh, there's always a band playing. I mean, you can, if you're in the, the more, um, dense areas of the city, you can walk down the street and it's like bar after bar after bar after bar. Right. And chances are there's either a band playing or you can go sing on an open mic. Um, so it's definitely very diverse. Uh, which is cool. Right. Now, how about, like, um, with your music, are you touring at any time? Like, do you have it set up where you can take your music out on the road and play live or play locally? Like, is anything happening with that right now? Um, the last few months, I've been uh, doing a, a good amount of shows. Um, I've got some coming up in the fall. I'm not on a tour right now. Um, okay. I'm actually looking to... Right now, I need to finish up my EP because I'm going to be releasing it in January. And so I'm mostly concentrating on all the different areas that go into that, you know, photo shoot, finishing up all the songs, getting them mixed and mastered, getting the graphics done. Um, there's just so many things that go into that process. I want to do a music video as well. Um, so right now, my main thing is, is finish up the EP. And then I want to do some, I want to go on a tour next year. Right. Um, and, and let me ask you this, um, you had a really cool experience where you did the national anthem, okay, a couple of times, right? New England Patriots, Boston Celtics, um, HBO Boxing, like how did, how did this all happen for you? It must have been exhilarating. It was amazing. Um, it, I think it all started back with the Patriots, um, or was it, we also did the Celtics, I'm a huge Celtics fan, um. But yeah, we just, you know what happened is, um, this was with the group. We did the anthem for the, for the Patriots. We did it for the Celtics. And when you do it and you really, you know, nail things, they call you back. They want you to do it again. And that was something that was really strong with us. We had crazy harmonies and people just loved hearing that high note. Um, so the Patriots, we did, I think maybe four or five times. It's so crazy singing at Gillette Stadium because the echo is about two seconds. Oh, so wow. you start singing and then it echoes back at you and you're like, don't pay attention to the echo. <laughs> little difficult um, to do though, right? You yeah, know, it's, it's hit me in the tricky. face. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. And, and the Celtics were great. My favorite was Madison Square Garden. I always said as a kid I was going to perform there at some point. And I don't even, you know, HBO, the, the contact person contacted our manager and said, hey, we want the girls to sing the anthem. And we were just like, uh what yeah <laughs> this <is> amazing <laughs> right um it was you know having i think it was like sixty thousand people screaming at you all at the same time in cheer you know when you when you're singing the end of the national anthem you know right it's like unbelievable and there's never been anything that's made me feel like so incredible as that moment like that's my favorite moment as a singer so far yeah that's that's got to just uh, be one of those ones you can go to your whole life and say, let me just pull up those emotions again. Oh, gosh, <laughs> hey, I yeah. want to play um, this. I just want to play one more cut because uh, I like this song. It's called Magic. 
uh, April Forest Magic. got great emotion in your voice thank you really awesome love that track love it hey um as we're wrapping up here april tell us like what's the best way first of all i want to know when is the new ep coming out so people can uh pick that up we're looking at january um so should yeah on itunes in january it's going to be called electric love Electric Love in January. January is a good time to release new year, uh, new opportunities, new beginnings, and a new EP from April Forest. Hey, so um, you're on Twitter. You're on Reverb Nation, which I was so happy to find you on Reverb Nation. So I'm so glad uh, we met and had a chance to um, had a chance to discover your music and and let people know about you. So um, your website. Can you give us your website, please? Sure. The website is aprilforest.com. Um, and Forrest has two R's, like Forrest Gump. Okay. Um, Reverb, uh, Reverb Nation, again, you can look up April Forest. My Twitter handle is at aprilforest. Um, and I'm also on Facebook. And that one is uh, facebook.com, obviously, slash it's aprilforestofficial. Great, great. Hey, listen, I really enjoyed uh, chatting with you today, April. Uh, continued wonderful success with all you're doing. You're, you're creating some great music. I love your sound. I love your um, your approach to music and uh, your voice especially. And um, I look forward to hearing more from you in the very near future. And next time in, I'm in Boston, let's have a cup of coffee together. That sounds great. <laughs> I'll show you the best spots. Okay, great, April. Thanks so much. Alright, thank you. Well, if you believe in magic, you will forever have electric love in your life. So that was a fun one. April Forrest from Boston, Massachusetts, making a difference. What a voice. And I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor for the Dharmic Evolution, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. And I'll catch you next time. I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Let's dig